What's up? Good morning, everyone. Welcome back to another edition of the show. It is, what are we, episode 287. It's March 22nd, 2022, and I'm joined once again by Kyle Klingman. Kyle just still kind of reeling from this, this NCAA championship weekend. You still feeling it? You, you crashed I'm out yet? <laughs> yeah, I came down a little bit last night, but I'm still buzzing a little bit, too, because of who we have coming up and his story and how fun he is to watch. So it's kind of a mix, but you got to have the mix in order to appreciate what you just went through. Yeah, absolutely. And you, you nailed it, man. One of the most entertaining guys in all of the NCAA. Um, Bryce Antonio, bring him on. He's an All-American this weekend, finished third. He's a 2021 uh, world junior world team member. Bryce, how you doing today? I'm good, man. How are you? I'm doing great. How are you feeling? I like physically and emotionally. A couple days have gone by for either front, right? But uh, I don't know. How do you feel? Uh, first, I feel sore. I mean, I think it's getting worse, but... <laughs> Uh, physically, um, mentally good. Um, excited. I think I'm using this as fuel going into freestyle. I know he wrestled pretty good, but you know, I, I, yeah, I'm excited for freestyle now using this as fuel. That's where I'm at right now. All right. Um, I guess let's start with freestyle right back. You went, you went to the junior world championships in Ufa, Russia, I believe. Um, was that in you know, I guess what I'm trying to get to, that was like August, maybe something like that. Um, and and you, you probably went to NCAAs last year and kind of got right back into the freestyle. Were you able to rest and recover, take like a break of some sort, uh, recharge yourself physically and mentally before you jumped into college, back into college? Um, had like a, a week, I'd say. In reality, I don't. I wouldn't say that was enough, but I had to fight through it. Usually, you know, you have that two-week span after your summer trial, summer phase with your team. But, yeah, I didn't get to really get that. I was a UFA, but I want to change that for the world. Is that Fisher's car? Um, Is it? How was that, right? Do you, like... I just told <laughs> Hey! Let me, let me quiet down the roommates. I'm sorry. These guys. Yeah, yeah. Shut up. All right? I love you. I love there the assertiveness. Um. Let's just go, say, you know, the same thing happens this year. You make it, make a junior world team or you're wrestling late through the summer. Is that something you're going to go to your coach and say, hey, guys, I need, I need some time. Like, let's work on this together? Yeah, for sure. They're very, we're very open over here at Tech. And if I do need some time, it often, usually they know what's best for me. And we'll talk and they'll give that to me for sure. Sure. Um, and you, you kind of talked about this Saturday after the placing matches, but you know, you, you basically said, and I, we didn't dig too deep and I don't know how deep you care to go, but you were, you, you mentioned like some struggles, um, some mental struggles. Did that kind of stem from the lack of time off and maybe the constant grind and needing a little break or a reset? Yeah. I mean, I, I, I could say it was so many things, but at the end of the day, it's, it's wrestling, man. I think probably every wrestler goes through it. If they don't go through mental battles, then you are just, your next level terminator i don't know what to say but <laughs> uh yeah i think just every like people can get burnt out for sure you can see it in sport everybody needs breaks everybody needs to free their mind and you know see other things like hang out with teammates outside of the room so i want to say my coaches didn't train over train me or the summer was too crazy but it was probably one of the hardest you know summers and going into a college thing i've done in a while so yeah it was hard and you mentioned, I remember in the interview, you said that you, you talked to coaches and you, you talked to, to people about how you're feeling. Like, 
and you're you're right. Like unless you're like a next level Terminator, like everybody goes burnout, grind grind grinded too much, or it's just too hard, or, not too hard, but right, like overwhelmed. Um, and I think a lot of people don't probably speak to their coaches or friends or whoever they need to. Like, has that has this happened to you in the past where you just kind of shoved it down and were like, just deal with it and and whatever. For sure, man. For sure. I mean, especially not just being men, but being wrestlers ourselves like we are probably the you know you would fight for it we're the toughest people in the world we'd say you know and that being said we we probably ignore the the other side of toughness that we have to battle not just physical and so it could be easy especially in the sport to probably you know just say no it's all good i'll just go into practice and fight through because that's tough but i think what i learned about myself this year is that it, it's probably tougher if not to reach out for people for help, because that's, that's like the uncomfortable work that, you know, yeah. I didn't want to have to go through. So, yeah. How was that? Like, and, and was this the first time you like you sought help or just talking or whatever you want to call it? No. Yeah. I, I sport, I I'll be proud to talk about it. You know, we have a sports psychiatrist here and, you know, they help so many student athletes here. And luckily we have a great support system here. And I was able to just go and just talk about what was on my mind, whether it be like, damn, I'm overloaded with classes and social life and just other things, you know, overworked with practice. And I wasn't able to go into practice and have too much fun because, you know, my mind was, you know, it was was going through a lot. And I finally got to be able to talk to someone and get stuff off my chest and doing that in a way and someone who I thought I was comfortable with, it, it allowed me to be able to just, you know, wrestle and have fun at practice. And then it allowed on to, you know, nationals and other things like that. That's cool. I, I appreciate you talking about that. I know that there's lots of other people out going out there, out there going going through, have gone through, or will go through similar yeah. things. So I think it's important to, like you said, right? It's it's uncomfortable, I'm sure, to reach yeah. out and have that conversation, and it probably um, it feels awkward or or like there's something wrong. But it's actually what you're doing is right. So um, appreciate you talking th- talking about that a little bit now. Into March and into the NCAA's, man, you like, you're you're insane. You are insane, Bryce. Like you're so fun to watch. I went, I walked through, went back to the brackets, and you went. Your first match, they're all barn burners. You went nine seven. All right, nine seven. Before you go on, yeah, that go, first go. match might have been the one of the hardest ones, not style matchup wise or anything, just. Mentally and physically, it was by far one of the hardest first match burnouts. You know, when you, you just don't feel like yourself, your legs are a little bit extra tired. Like, man, I that one was hard. So, yeah, that was a burn burner. Walk me through that. Like, like when you're out there and, you know, um, where were you seated? Where did I lost it? 11 versus 22. So you're like a heavy favorite, right? You, you're like, yeah. right, I, sh- I should not walk over, but I should I should win this one, you know. I should win yeah. this, no problem. And and you go out there and you start to feel like crap. What are you saying to yourself or thinking or kind of thoughts for you uh, as it's getting try, tough? For, for, for me, it's always trying to, I guess, slow it down probably. Just because when you're out there, especially this was my first national tournament, that many people, you got to slow it down in the head to simplify it for me. It's like it, you can either wrestle and like it, you know, the heart's beating, you can hear the echo and so chaotic or you could slow it down and be like okay just one more point focus on the next point so it was a it was a big mental battle besides physical there i had a 
pull myself back in and not if you watch the match the first 15 seconds i shot in and just i've i hit throws obviously but man <laughs> i i hit the most not needed confusing throw i've ever hit and yeah started off i went back to the coaches they're like because they know like it wasn't i didn't want to do that it was just a weird spurt so had to get some jitters out for sure all right how'd you feel after that match um Going into the next match, good. At, right after, exhausted, doing the cool downs, but it was good to just get out and get those jitters. It always is. I felt more confident going into the next one. Sure. Um, now you run into number six, and you ended up being an All-American, Jonathan Milner from, from App State. That one's 16-11. Back to the insanity, dude. You're just like, <laughs> I don't know. Uh, <laughs> yeah, that was, that was crazy. He beat me uh, last year, right? Yeah, he beat me at National last year. No, he beat me at um freshman year at a Wolfpack Open or App State Open, I believe it was. And it was like my first open tournament or second, still getting used to college. And uh was beating him like 10-2 or something in the first minute, two minutes. So I was going crazy. I didn't know how to slow my roll. But <laughs> it's going crazy. And next thing you know, I just hit a, I hit a wall. I gasped. My legs got shot. And he just started racking up takedown, takedown after takedown. <laughs> He had his little home crowd, and I remember he won, and he, I brought it up to him this weekend, but he did the snap. He told me oh, I no. broke. And so we had a little pass before that, and so that was another mental battle. I had to go into that. You know, It's like, yeah, I, I believe I'm better, and I believe I can win, but or you can trick yourself and be like, oh, he beat me, though, you know, stuff like that. So it was an exciting second-round match for sure. How, how, was it, did you throw him? How did 16 points get on the board? Um. All I really remember is the one, you know, the, the Gomez thing where they jack you up two yeah. underhooks and try to get that headlock thing. My, a few times he was doing it, and I was pushing on his hips. And then at one point I was tired, tired, and he was running me, and I was running out of bounds. And then literally, ironically, I've never drilled this. And this week, the week before, Freyer, the genius he is, he we drilled that move this week because he's like Gomez did it that love it you know he jacked him up through him so Freyer was running me up and we we're practicing whoo, slipping that headlock to each side and like I've never hit an alive go never hit it anywhere and I was like it just hit me and like you know it's crazy how things can hit you in those moments and slam that headlock luckily I was had a toe and bounce and then yeah I got it six there and then I hit a that's the thing. I hit so many damn crazy things. I don't know what else I hit. <laughs> I don't know. But yeah, he was the thing is, is he's a freaking fighter. He just kept coming at me with shots. He did not stop that match if you watch it back. So I got really good at down box that match. And then at the end, I was kind of being I'm pretty upset with myself the way I finished that match, but he was looking for cradles and roll through tilts to because I was up by five. So I kind of was stalling it out, which I'm disappointed in. Sure. Yeah, barn burner for sure. Um, that's crazy that you, that Frey or you were just working on this, this technique earlier that yeah. week or before nationals. And that makes me think like how, like Freyer was a thrower, right? I watched, I was in college when Jared was, and I watched him on the freestyle circuit and, and he was like always an upper body guy. So do you guys work together a lot on, on, on upper bodies? Uh, he's, he's my guy, you know, like we work on everything together. Yeah. So upper body for sure. But he, he knows he's been working with me now for like three years mm -hmm. and it's cool to see that he he knows my style in so many ways that others don't because he sees 
the practice room goes and he sees like yeah, so many quick mistakes that I don't see. And then he's like, yeah, he's got open body throws, but he teaches me, okay, transitions to my shots, to those throws and stuff like that. So yeah, his mind, I'm, I'm grateful for his, his wrestling IQ and especially with my style matchup, it, it couldn't be better. You know, you said he's a wrestling genius. Can you elaborate? Yeah, yes. I, I mean, I, 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 I haven't seen too many matches in his past. I watched a few from his, like freestyle days. And I watched a couple from his one national run. He was throwing dudes around and um, yeah, he just like probably being a coach, obviously you could probably say it yourself, but he's probably learned so much after he's retired. I don't know if he is retired. You never know what that guy, but um, yeah, he is a genius. I'd say he, he just knows positions. He feels it out. Like I think I'm good at throws, but then he's like, okay, here, pinch your, pinch your arm here you don't have to wrap around on a double over just put your knee right here and then i'm like oh wow and the guy goes flying even more so yeah he's a genius for sure with the sport yeah all right so nine seven sixteen eleven and you're meeting up with i think it was number three seed right austin gomez um just what are your thoughts going into this match you know i'm sure you know if you win you're in a semis and you're guaranteed all-american probably like relief i think a lot of people would would say after winning the quarterfinals there's like a sense of relief but what's your thoughts going in you knowing that you got you know an upset to get to this point you're you're a significant underdog gomez is tough we know you're tough but but you know what are your thoughts coming into this match on friday morning um i was going through it already just from the tournament had some things going on whatever injury this injury that but Everyone's injured at that tournament. But I was going through it, and I just had to dig deep, I think. It was more dig deep before the match. And I, I remember Fred just telling me, like, I had something go on. And then he just told me, he's like, nothing can stop you now. Nothing. Like, the words, nothing can stop you now. It was after my first match. And I just held on to that, you know. I, I had to simplify it. I learned a lot about myself this week, and I had to simplify things down to the point where I couldn't go into that match being like, okay, he's got this, this, this. He's Big Ten champ. I'm an underdog. Let's do like, and I simplified it to where nothing could stop me. One one situation, one match at a time. And it's easier said than done. But when I simplified it to that, had a good you know coaching system behind me, just like keeping me on that positive side. It was easy to just go out there and just wrestle. It was like something clicked for me where I didn't overthink the fans. Uh, other outside outliers to where I just was like, okay, it's me and this. I've never seen this kid wrestle. Literally never, never watched Austin Gomez wrestle. I was like, it's just me and this kid in the wrestling room. And I kind of liked the, the style matchup as in like my shape versus his. I was, was like, let's get it. This is a wrestling room match. That's like, like you said earlier, easier said than done. Right. It is. Cause there's, there's 17,000 people in there. Yeah. And well, you know, I'm in the back and interviewing people who won the quarterfinals the the weight before, and like you, you know, this this happens every year. You know, you're in the tunnel or we're in the back, and you just hear this these oohs and ahs, like ten thousand. Oh, you're like oh god, something. There's a crazy match going on, and it's there's always you know they happen every year. You know, there's there's multiple times. Sometimes it's in the finals, scattered throughout the tournament. You always it's ha and this one was one of those. And Tyler, if we can cue this up. Um, I want to watch through this match because I just watched it today for the first time. It was bonkers. You guys are like just chucking each other. No rips given. Um, so we're going to watch it. And you just kind of talk us through 
anything, your thoughts or whatever you want thinking here. All right, well, yeah, you can pause it right there. No All doubt. right, yeah, Tyler. Because I, I, like, I would like to talk about you. So, let's pause yeah, these guys. So, him shooting that single. First of all, that misdirection shot he has, I'll probably end up wrestling him, so I'm not going to give him too much credit because I'm down to go at it with anybody anytime. But that misdirection shot he has, is it was crazy. I've never felt someone that quick and good at it. And then you see I go over top, and his transition to go into that double and then straight to the body lock, that takes him some wrestling IQ. He hits three moves in a matter of like 10 seconds. Not even. And people, wrestling fans don't see that. Like, oh, he shot it and grabbed him. He goes single, switches off the double. I pull him back up. He goes, okay, body lock. Like, that's some deep wrestling IQ right there. Next, he goes. Yeah, I felt comfortable here. He was too short and small, as in like lengthwise, to where if I shot a single, you saw my arm was too deep. And <laughs> That was on the edge last five seconds. We drill those things, you know. Every wrestler does last five seconds, get the takedown, and luckily I had a good mindset in this match. At the buzzer. Because that takedown was big. Yeah, right at the buzzer. There's that. This was just scrap. <laughs> and then here. <sighs> That's the oohs and ahs from the crowd, and you almost went over. <laughs> yeah, here, yeah, this is just the, this is fighting. This is fighting, dude. This is fighting. Here, I, I got a disquality point. That's just showing, you know, I think I'm learning a lot still. I still have a lot of mind games. I think I gave him like four, three points in a matter of a couple seconds. I, yeah, and he, the way he's able to, he was able this. Boom! <laughs> All right, one, one more time. One yeah, more time. yeah. Go back to, uh, come on. Yeah, I got to respect it. That was a mean throw. Yeah, I went out for a couple seconds here. doesn't look like it, but... What, what you got then, put on your back when you got yeah, planted? right here. Oh, yeah, stinger for sure. Boom. I was out. Split second, and then I just looked up, saw the coaches. Let's get it. Wow. Then he's right back in on a shot. This kid, he was... Yeah, that was savvy, right? That was impressed by myself. I usually am not... Pretty happy I had that ankle pick. Single yeah. double body lock again. Because in the beginning of the match, he he got to that body lock and like I tried pulling him up. He's way too short to where he could have just popped me back up like he did the first takedown. And luckily I had a good in-match adjustment. Here you just gotta respect him for going after it. Yeah. Yeah. Final 30 seconds. Man. Yeah. Dude, that match was insane. And yeah, it, it was. The 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 transitions, the the one, two, three counter. Um I one time he dove over the top and caught his ankle or I don't know, you shoot yeah, I was trying him. to go for some like Win Dixie type like and even at the end of the tournament I did, but he was he was hard to hit it on because I don't even know what it was, whether it was his spring or not, but anytime I get him to his back, he's just it's pop or something. I couldn't keep him down. I usually can. Yeah. So yeah. You know, that's like a crowd that the – I mean, a, a match that the crowd appreciates, right? And, you know, this it's a very uh, knowledgeable wrestling crowd. It's not just fringe fans. Like, people who come to that tournament, for the most part, are really tuned in and, and know wrestling. Um, could you feel at the end I, – I, I don't know if it was a standing O, but I know that's one of those matches where the whole crowd gives a hand because they really appreciate what they saw. Did you feel that or hear that? Yeah, no. Sadly, no. I don't <laughs> – 
I really don't hear anything, you know. It besides you're so tunnel visioned at that time that all you see it as is kind of distraction. Because like all, I, like when I look at my coaches, you can't even hear their voices half the time. But you gotta look at their eyes, their what they're trying to do with their hands, and like half the time it's just like like little things, you know. You, every wrestler has their things with their coaches, but after I just wanted to get the heck out of there, my you know, I shake my coach's hands and move on, and then. Yeah, I didn't really feel the crowd, but I did feel, you know, respect between us two. Because right after I was walking in the back and then he was back there. And ironically, the whole weekend, our, you know, how the teams had their, their table sections. Yeah. Wisconsin was right next to us. So he was right next. We can literally eye contact, look to the right, left. And he was able to see me. And he, I was, you know, he was a man enough to shake my hand and say good match right after. Right after. That's great. So, yeah. Yeah. That's great. That's respect. Uh, and you mentioned like uh, it's so loud I can't hear my coaches. And I was asking yeah. something else about this the other day. Like, what do you typically like? Let's say it's a duel or or something that's not quite as big as the NCAA's where you can hear the coach or it's a, a smaller tournament, which I guess any tournament's smaller than this one. But mm-hmm. what do you like out of your coaches, right? Do you like somebody who's quiet? Do you like somebody who's loud and gives you instructions? Do you like somebody who just like gives encouragement? Because there's a lot of a lot of different ways that buttons yeah. push for different people. What do you like? Um, it's a mix of both. You know, I I don't like coaches going too crazy because it's like, dude, you know, there's no point. There's really no point to scream that much. But um, they know how to keep me calm in the situations between periods, like their mannerism and just being like, yo, we got. They like to let me know the time because I don't pay attention to the clock and then. When I look at them, I kind of regroup and they let me know, okay, it's like you got a four minute go now, race. That's not a four minute go left or two, two goes. But then the times that they do scream are perfect for me. It's like I'm in a position where maybe I'm holding and they're like, they, they, it's like a match. They're like, don't sit, don't sit, go, 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 go. Like, sometimes you need that. A wrestler needs that because it's easy to get exhausted and get to a front headlock and, you know, like I can hold or I can go chase an ankle. And sometimes you need that extra kick from your coaches or at least I do sometimes and my coaches do a great job for and Freyer in that corner it's a good they, they balance each other out really good nice um you oh no, so now you're like in semifinals right it's like we're getting holy crap oh yeah, yeah yeah NCAA semifinals um you well have you been to the NCAA prior to like 2019 or earlier have you ever been as a fan and experienced the semifinal round <laughs> I don't think so. I think I did once. It was in either Cleveland, maybe, or I, I experienced the quarterfinals. I know that for sure. Yeah. So you, yeah. it's like there's an energy in that building, and it's like, I I don't really know how to describe it to anybody who hasn't been there. It's like you got to like be in the building to like feel this. It's it's pretty nuts. How did you feel going into Friday night? Friday morning's a big deal. The set, the quarters, but Friday night's like session five. I guess it's four is like the session, right? And I know the finals are awesome, but like you got the blood round going on, you got the semifinals. There's so much on the line Friday night. How'd you feel walking into the arena? How'd you feel walking onto the mat? I um feel like I felt I, like I said, I learned a lot about myself and about every wrestler did over this tournament. But I feel like I gained Obviously, I didn't wrestle to my fullest abilities, I'd say, and I didn't get the outcome I wanted, but just, like, the confidence that I gained in a lot of ways, just the fact that I was able to 
two hours before know how I want it to be and feel. And yeah, going into maybe in the next years or new tournaments, I'll take what I can from this weekend. But, you know, the strength I had to stay calm two hours before, you know, that's, that's the hard parts, you know, or an hour before, you know, knowing the energy levels that you want to, your heart rate levels that you want to have and your drill, you know, and knowing that there's that this many people, because our coach did let us know, you know, be grateful for this moment. Cause you know, this, this tonight is, there's no other night. Like, you know, when you're a kid, this is the stuff you dream about. And I really wasn't thinking about that until we had a little meeting before we head out. And so going in and just had some gratitude, a little bit of excitement. And yeah, I liked how I did feel mentally wise, just being able to stay calm. And cause you know, you can be like, holy shit, you know, there's so many dang people here. Like, so yeah, I, I felt mentally wise going good into it. When I got out there is a little different story, but yeah felt good what do you mean it's a little different story when you got out there um i don't know i I had a few hiccups that match for sure just mine hiccups my my legs got shot and that's not an excuse maybe it was just you know my preparation or a couple other things you could put in factors but i had to get go out there and i had to face other battles like i said like that first match sometimes it's not just the kid that you're wrestling it's it's yourself and I did. I believe deep down, I did give it my all. I wish I had more energy and stuff like that. But when you get out there, it could get crazy. It could get loud and you can focus on a couple other things than what you have to. And I think there was a couple moments, whether it just be one second, you know, at the end of the day, one second could bite you in the ass. And yeah, I did have a few hiccups, but I did learn from it, you know, and I'm, I'm grateful for that match and grateful for competitors like Ridge and Austin and stuff like that. Well, I mean, you you said you you didn't think you wrestled to your your best or your fullest. Man, you you came damn close. I mean, from from, from my perspective, I don't you know whatever you think and believe and know is inside of you is probably right. But man, like you know, one, a one point loss in the semis, come back and, and and cement third place was pretty damn impressive. Now, I'm curious how you know we can just kind of talk about Friday night. Saturday morning is like a whole from. Again, not the competitor's uh, perspective, maybe, but it's just a whole different feel and tone. It's like, it's almost like this just calm, like soothing feel that I, I, I don't know, a, a vibe you feel from the athletes and the coaches. It's like, it's it almost feels like a freestyle event. The way that freestyle events yeah, are like a little wow. bit more chill, I right? I love that you said that. I love that you said that. Um, that's the thing too. Is I'm great. I'm so grateful I got to make it to the third day because. I think it was Colin Moore he tweeted it and it couldn't have hit the spot better. I was like, I don't follow him, but it showed up on my Twitter feed. And it was just like the mutual respect that the, I think he said like the guys at the weigh-in lines have on the third day. And it's so funny because like the first day, it's like everyone's you know, got their front. They're all tough and they're all skinny, hating life. And uh, they're like, what can happen? They're staring everybody down. Like I can wrestle that guy, I can wrestle that guy, you know, and you're, everything and then there's the, the couple guys who they're you know they're on their own mojo which i look up to that's pretty cool and but that third day you go from everyone's so serious to okay guys are like oh what are you doing after you know like oh like shaking hands like so yeah it's a, it's a different vibe and then the tournament wise i think it's more of like a it's it's a dig deep day you know like it's it's truly i think what i learned is on that day it, it's all these days it's about grid it's about heart but damn you gotta 
it's all about grit heart that last day you got to pull deep because it's like coaches say it and i'm glad we have good coaches at tech that say it but everyone feels like crap everybody don't feel sorry for yourself because everybody feels like crap and just knowing that going into the match it's like everyone's this much quicker to break especially on that third day you know and you can't and um, it's not calling kids weak you know it's just that third day is brutal and it's all about how much you know can you go a second longer than that guy and i felt like i definitely did that day and i felt whether it just be the last second that the kid broke and i had to go six minutes and 59 seconds so that day it's just yeah it's a mutual respect type of day and Right. There's just something different in the air. It was cool that you said that. I'm sorry when I'm on a tangent, but it was a cool day. Oh, don't be sorry. That was the best tangent I've heard in a long time. That was awesome. So I, I thank you. Thank you for articulating that. Um, yeah. You And you nailed, like, everybody feels bad, right? Again, they, they take the, the place, the guys that win in the placing matches, they bring them to the chairs for uh, pe- people to interview. Everybody's face is messed up everybody's yeah. limping you know it's just like like literally I, f- I don't think it was you i don't remember who it was but somebody stood up out of the chair and took a few steps and they were with their coach and trainer or something they they wanted to bend down to get their sweats or something and he goes i can't bend down <laughs> was that you no but I, I'm, okay. I'm just laughing just because of the sport man like you, you don't get that anywhere else he's like he kind of whispered it right he's, i can't bend down yeah, you, you don't want to say it out loud, but you're like, damn, dude. Yeah, you guys are, are beat to hell. So that's cool. That That's cool, too, to hear about the, the way in line and the difference, differences between Friday and Saturday. Um, I think that's great. Klingman, what's your take on Saturday morning? I think it's the most compelling round of the NCAA championships just because of what got articulated there because it's just – everything is kind of crushed at that point because you didn't reach the final. So everything's about grit. Everything's about toughness. Everything's about just getting one place higher. I think about the seventh, eighth place match, what those guys go through. You're going for one point in the seventh, eighth place match and and to put it on the line there. That's a, that's an impressive thing to do. I I love that round. Yeah. Yeah. Also it adds, you know, we, we back at Ed's, it was, it was a motto finished on an odd tough guys finished third and coach Heffernan, it just, he pushed that my whole career. And I'm grateful that he said that, you know, and you don't realize until you're on the backside and you're like, it, it's way harder to get on a groove. You win the semis, you're like going to the finals, you got your mojo. It's like, you just got your dreams crushed and now you just got to go out and find a way. So yeah, tough guys finished third or tough guys finished on an odd. That's what we like to say. Describe uh, losing in the semis, the feeling that uh, you just said it, your dreams crushed, and like how long you let yourself feel that way or or whatever, how long before you are able to say, Coach Heffer, finish on an odd, right? Like there, it has yeah. to be like this down and then how do you pick yourself yeah. back up? <laughs> uh, my coaches. Yeah. I, my coaches. Yeah. Like I – if I was at that tournament alone, let alone alone that night, I don't know if I would have even like, I don't want to say some things, but I don't know. You don't, I don't know what I would have done without them. And that's why the sport, you know, you pick your coaches or you pick where you want to go based on how you feel. And I'm 
grateful I came here because, you know, I think I've said it in a couple interviews now and I'll keep it short, but uh, you don't see a lot of these fans don't see what these coaches go through. Like they went through a longer day than probably I did emotionally wise coaching all these kids that they've day in and day out, you know, went just to practice 7am running on a treadmill, just all these things, emotions going into these guys. And then for them to see me lose that semis first and I bet he was, you know, obviously heartbroken because he cares about me so much. And for them to just go through that and then fan back to the hotel, help me put on, you know, my sweatshirts and stuff and, and then stay up until 12 o'clock, which what I was giving up, they stayed up until Bruin Ferry. They stayed up until 12 that night, kind of wait with me. You know, got back at 10 o'clock-ish and just to stay up, rub me down after, just the sacrifices they made, it, it helped me to a point where I can't put into words. They got me literally off my feet, put me on a treadmill. And I know deep down I, I wanted to, but I was being sad, you know, feeling sorry for myself. You know, and if anything, I felt sorry for them or what is the word? I just felt bad, you know, because they deserve it too. You know, as an athlete, you put a lot of pressure on yourself and they're luckily good enough people to be like, no, man, we're proud of you. We love you. It's easy to coach you when you fight your heart out. So, yeah, like I said, you know, those coaches, I'm, I'm not making weight. I'm not going to the next day. A lot of these athletes aren't without their coaches and their system behind them. Yeah. <laughs> the sport is just awesome. Like we touched every wave of emotion just in this interview. You know, like and like felt the, the depths of of connection and loyalty and, and dedication from the athletes and the coaches. Right. So um, this is great. That's, I what, freaking yeah, love it. that's what I was trying to say is I gained so much from this weekend and it's not it wasn't even like wrestling for the most part. It was it, it made me realize this weekend how much more it's not about wrestling, if that makes sense. Yeah. Yeah, uh, yeah. it does. Um we are talking wrestling, so and and that's the end. You know, that's kind of puts a cap on the end. Say you took third, right? You had you came back and beat Gomez again. Like that's not easy beating somebody that tough. But I want to and Milner and Milner. And, yeah, I give him some. I didn't even know you beat Milner twice. That's crazy. Yeah, um, no, that's what I'm saying. I didn't even realize that until after the tournament. They're like, "Oh, you wrestled the same guys twice. That's crazy." My little brother said it. Like, yeah, and then I was like, "Oh, I did wrestle the same guys twice this weekend for." <laughs> Both of us, me, Milner, and Austin, have to know our style matchups, especially at the best level. Like, what do we bring? That's what made it that much harder because we knew. We both, each guy knew, like, tie-ups, what was next. So we had to, each guy probably had to bring a little bit extra funk and, or a couple extra different things and made it that much harder. Yeah, awesome. I'm sure, I, I assume you're going to wrestle freestyle this fall or uh, spring, summer? Yeah, <laughs> you love freestyle. Maybe, I think. Hey, maybe, maybe a little Greco. No. <laughs> all right, all right, um, cool. Well, I'm I'm excited to watch you wrestle some freestyle for sure because I know your style is just very entertaining. Um, but I don't know Klingman's been sitting over there patiently chiming in a little bit, but he's got a couple questions for you, Kyle. Thank you. We have a game called Sweat It Out. It's five questions. I guess post NCAA championships, just trying to make you squirm a little bit more than you already have. Are you ready to play? Yeah, I'm ready to play. All right. <laughs> Number one, where did Tom Brands coach before he went to Iowa? Uh, 
Got it. And you want to know something funny is I, I always mess with him about that. I think he said it. It was like two years ago. I was like, Tom Brands. And he like saw our group walking to UWWs or it was Tom or Terry. And he was like, Blacksburg, best 12 months of my life. And yeah, it was a little slap in the face to us. But yeah, funny, funny guy. Number two, who won the National League MVP in 2021 this past season? The what? The National What's- League MVP in Major League Baseball. Oh. Oh. <laughs> Dude. Hold up. Can I phone a friend? Like, <laughs> is it in the room? Yeah, yeah, sure. Caleb, okay, who, who won uh, MLB, MLB MVP last year? National or this League. year, right? Yeah, 2021. 2021? 2021? Yeah. Come on. Come on. Oh, uh, <laughs> Look at him. He's thinking hard. the Angels pitcher. Angels pitcher? Oh, that's, uh, that's American League. We're that's going National League. Yeah, he's looking like National Yeah, man, we don't know. We're wrestling. Right? <laughs> what are you doing? Come with uh, <laughs> the first one was so easy. Yeah, Bryce Harper. Bryce Harper. Dang. Uh, I see what you did there. Yeah. Number three, who did Tony Roby wrestle in the finals of the 1997 NCAA championships, which was 25 years ago? Sadly, you're going to hate me, but I don't know the name. I know that he was an Iowa wrestler. And, yeah, I watched that Iowa documentary about Gable, I think it was. So it showed it in bad and talks about that. I, mean, I don't know his name. What are we gonna do, Mark? Give him half a point. He kind of knows half a point. You know, I know. Hey, his let's, eye, is, I know. Is there, is, give give a give a hint. Is it is this like like is it I know his timer? I know the guy three timer. Yeah, three. I mean, I, he knows who it is. He just didn't know his name. I think. I'm not. I'm telling you, I'm terrible with wrestling names. I don't pay attention to this stuff. All right. Yeah, I All mean, right. like a half yeah. a point. <laughs> <laughs> his name is Joe Williams. Joe Williams. Yeah, yep. Tony Roby any day of the week over that guy. I'm sorry. <laughs> <laughs> Love the confidence and the faith. Yeah. Uh, All right. What uh, what Cleveland native began her career as a model before becoming an actress and roles in X-Men, James Bond movies, Monsters Ball, and Catwoman? Dude. <laughs> You're you sure from you Cleveland. Talk, you sure you don't want to talk wrestling, you know? <laughs> He's starting to sweat, Kyle. <laughs> yeah, I'm sweating. Um, LeBron James. <laughs> no. Halle Berry. Halle Berry? Halle Berry. Day. Halle Berry. Yeah. All right, final one is a wrestling question. Who won the 2018 Junior World Championships at 74 kilograms? Was it? Hang on. Did he, re- did he wrestle at this year's NCAA championships? He did. Yeah, that's a good. What is it? 20. Okay, hang on. 74 yeah. kilogram. What was it? 2018. Junior Worlds. Junior World Champ. Oh, 74. Who? Oh, my gosh. <laughs> Yo, you got me thinking too deep for the last question, man. Our boy Makai Lewis, champ. Bro, bro. <laughs> You got it. Three, yeah. two and a half, I think. Two and a half. Two and a half. Two and a half. All right. All right. At the, I was like, that first one, I was like, bro, if they're all this easy. Yeah, we were fighting for it. We fought, though. We fought for our points. Yeah, yeah. 
Heck yeah, man. That's great. Well, shoot. I think that's about takes us to the end of the line. Um, thanks for coming on, though. This is this has been a great conversation. Like I said, we kind of we touched on all the emotions, um, like just from the, the the way you talked. You know, I feel I I know what the NCAA tournament is, but if I didn't, hearing this conversation would, would give somebody um, some good insight. So um, you didn't get to take two weeks off last time after Junior Worlds. Are you going to have the chance to take a couple weeks and just chill a little bit? Have some downtime now. Going in today, gonna have a little talk with Freyer. So yeah, we'll see where, where we're going from now. See. Awesome, awesome man. Well, that's gonna do it. I'm gonna give you the final word though before we get out of here. Anything you might want to say about anything? Uh, yeah, I appreciate you guys having me. It's always fun talking. Got to talk to you after my one match and interview you, and didn't get to meet in person too much, but it was cool to meet you this week. And yeah, thank you guys again. Awesome cool. man. Thank you, Bryce. Have a great one, and uh, hopefully we see you soon on the freestyle circuit. Sounds good, man. You guys have a good day. Yeah, you too. All right, Kyle, man. Lights out. I think we're two for two this week. I really enjoyed this this uh, conversation with, with Bryce Andonian. You're right. I felt the NCAA championships in, in a matter of 40 minutes there. I just <laughs> felt all the emotions right in that, that time frame because I was feeling good. You watch the quarterfinal match. You're excited. Then the way he explains it, you kind of bottom out and you get the emotion and you talking about how you can't even bend down at the uh, in the consolation round. It's it's crazy. It's what a tournament, man. Yeah, I think my favorite part might have been his his uh, description of, of Saturday morning versus Thursday at the weigh-ins and just like the tone. It's cool. So yeah, if you haven't and been it all here, happens right here in three days. Yeah, yeah. So that's gonna do it for today. Um, Pat Glory, NCAA runner-up, coming on the show tomorrow. Really excited to talk to him. Close out a banger of a week. But uh, that's going to do it for Bryce Andonian and Kyle Klingman. I'm Mark Bader. We'll see you all tomorrow. Thanks.